Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back to my That Political Black Girl podcast. I, um, I need to make this. I know. Um, I'm really trying my best. But it's really hard right now um, for everyone, not everyone, for black people. So I know I need to make this for everyone to hear. I don't know really where to start besides the fact that I'm disgusted. How could I really be anything else but disgusted? Um, uncomfortable, unsafe, unvalued, disposable. Just for a few words. I genuinely mean this as a question to everyone who does not follow and believe in Black Lives Matter. How do you expect me to feel comfortable in black skin when you have police officers and government officials discrediting my life. Our lives? How? Genuinely how? I don't I don't understand. I want to talk about George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. Because I know that talking is a part of healing and change. Um, but every time I see that video of his murder, I can't help but feel sick. And I feel like I am, um, I'm watching my dad. Or my brother, or me, or my family. So I haven't been able to really um, fully watch it even all the way through. Um, and so it's been really hard for me to really analyze all the details of the situation because it's very triggering for me to see 
um, it should be really triggering for everyone to see. But I can't help but to see myself or my family in him. Um, so as far as I'm aware, um, the police were called because he had um, tried to pay with a fake $20 bill. Unknown if he knew it was fake or not. It's pretty easy to get a fake $20 bill accidentally. Um, and his perpetrator, his murderer, had been involved with over 12 other misconducts as a police officer um, and hadn't been punished or investigated. So we knew that's, I guess, what I take from that is that we they knew the police department knew and did nothing um and they're still kind of doing nothing I can't imagine being because I work in retail and if someone hands a fake bill uh you're supposed to hold them there and call 911 so I can't imagine um the girl at the front desk seeing him being murdered after calling the cops on him for a fake $20 bill and how guilty she must feel when it's not her fault that the police are corrupt and racist and can't do their jobs correctly and are racist and hateful um, and psychotic. And uh, I can't help but to, I can't help but to think that about all police officers. Um, because how can I trust? How I don't I don't know how I don't know how people expect us and us I mean black people to just accept that some police officers just do bad things sometimes and just don't get any consequences. If I was on the street with my knee in someone's neck as they were pleading for me to get off of them and telling me that they couldn't breathe, I wouldn't just get fired from my job. You probably listening wouldn't just get fired from your job. So why do we change that when someone is wearing a blue uniform with a badge? They didn't go through eight years of training. But it's crazy to me that I feel like police hold our lives, right? They held George Floyd's life. They took it away. It was his power. Yet. They don't really have much schooling or training. Clearly not enough. I mean, it takes over eight years to be a doctor, to perform a surgery on someone, to hold someone's life in your hands. So why is it so easy to become a police officer? Why is it so easy to get a gun? I don't, I don't understand that. 
I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable with that. Um, and I love that Donald Trump can only say he feels sad. I'm sad, sad, sad. That's what he says. He's sad. I don't think he understands. I don't think any white person really understands. Or anyone who's not black really understands the severity of the situation. Before I um, got my license, my mom gave me the rundown on what to do if I ever was stopped by the police officer. She tells me to put my hand on the steering wheel and um, be extremely polite and kind and willing and um, submissive. Um, and she says to not reach for anything before they get there, to just pull the car over, put your car in park, and put your hands on the steering wheel, and roll down your window fully, and just wait, and hope. Um, and I've never been pulled over, but um, it's very terrifying to think about um, me being in the car alone and someone coming and um, a police officer coming and pulling me over and uh, asking me if I know why he pulled me over, asking me to pull out my license and registration, proof of insurance. And it's scary. It's really, really scary for me. And I know it's not scary for people who are who don't look like me. I know it's not as scary, and I know they didn't have. I know that people who don't look like me don't have those conversations about what to do if the police pull you over. So um, I just I can't accept when people say they don't think there's a problem. Or they don't understand a problem being with the police being aggressive with people who, um, I guess, aren't as compliant when really who aren't white. But um, I'm struggling. I'm sorry. Um, watching the riots in Minnesota that's going on and people throwing, um, not people, police throwing tear gas and people like citizens of the United States, not police, just robbing stores and setting things on fire. I don't know how everyone's not seeing Rodney King and all of this um, from the 90s. And he wasn't killed by the police actually. He was lucky, um, but they beat him up pretty bad. Isn't it weird that I just said that he was lucky for not being killed by the police? 
I hate that. I hate that, that I feel that he's lucky for keeping his life after an encounter with the people who are supposed to protect us, but that's what it is. Anyway, um, so he, uh, he got killed. Well, he got hurt really bad from the police. Well, dozens of officers watched, dozens of people watched, um, some people filmed. And he just got beat up really bad and um, started the L.A. riots, Rodney King riots in the 90s. My mom, your parents, whoever's listening to this, you either lived through it or know someone who has because it wasn't too long ago. Um, but the people were rioting, and I remember reading this book all involved of gang violence during the time. Um, and it was just the city was on fire, honestly, in the plainest terms. Um, people were angry. People took advantage of the situation to cause havoc or to steal. So I just can't help but see the same thing here in Minnesota. I I challenge you all, if you had not heard of the Rodney King riots, to go look at that. Because um, history is really repeating itself so plainly here. So plainly. <sighs> I also wanted to mention a couple uh, weeks ago, I had made a post saying how people react to the white protesters during the coronavirus who are protesting, um, not being able to just to live their lives, to work, to get their hair cut, whatever, um, and how no one was doing anything. And they were protesting with guns. They weren't abiding by social distancing. None of them were wearing masks. It's complete. Um, completely more than the social gathering rules and everyone was okay the police were okay with it and they were um, calmly going up to people's cars and knocking on their windows so how is that not clearly racist how? I don't know how to, I don't understand how it's not plain, how it's just not plainly racist. I don't understand how anyone can see that video and be like, wow, what state are we living in? What country are we living in? What time are we living in? I encourage everyone who has been feeling passionate about George Floyd, George Floyd. Um, I encourage you all to feel this fully. I'm doing my best to feel this fully and um, digest it, let it sit, um, let it fester, and let myself get angry and um, let myself get sad and let myself get worked up about this because I don't want it to ever be the case that I just sit and I'm content with all of this and specifically police brutality. Um, so I encourage you all to just not let this sit. Don't get comfortable in this. Um, and I feel like I've seen a lot more people, at least locally, that usually don't say much about police brutality or maybe have been on the other side. Um, come to the defense 
of Black people, of George Floyd, of Black Lives Matter. And that's been incredible to see. But I just hope that people remember this when we talk about affirmative action and when we talk about welfare, when we talk about poverty communities, when we talk about LGBTQ people who are also part of the Black community, Black trans, um, when we talk about abortion rights, when we talk about all those things, I hope um, everyone remembers it, remembers this image because it's symbolic. It's not just police brutality that's the problem. There's so many problems. Um, and I just want everyone to keep the same passion and energy, even when it's not convenient for them, even when it's not the popular belief to remember that and remember that pain and the begging and to just feel that all the time, feel that anger, because that's what I feel all the time, is that anger and that discomfort and um, just feel it. It's here, it sits inside my stomach, should sit in yours. So um, breathe it in, breathe it out. Seriously, talk about it with someone else, talk about it with me. DM me about it or something. And don't let it die out. Don't let it numb you. Because I can tell you that I am definitely not numb. And every time I see another victim and hear another name, I cry and I sob and I get angry and I get uncomfortable and I get sick. Um, and I get a little bit moody, and I need to. That's what I need to do to keep um, pushing and fighting and advocating. So I hope that everyone feels the same way that I do on that and um, chooses to stay fiery and stay angry, stay upset. I don't know uh, too much more to say about the situation. I'm praying for everyone in Minnesota right now, for every black person who had to see that clip right now. Praying for the safety of my family and my friends. I don't know. Um, I'm praying that they get convicted and put away in jail the police officers, not my family. <laughs> um, and praying that they get punished for their actions and their crimes. Um, and praying for George Floyd's family. Uh, I saw this horrible video of his brother talking about him. I mean, a horrible in a way that, like, it's just horrible that he has to do that. Grieve his brother. Um... But, so I'm praying for them. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, just feeling it right now. It's all I can do is just feel it, sit in it, get angry about it. Um, so I hope you're all doing the same. I hope you're staying safe and healthy and well. 
I hope your family um, is doing okay. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, I think I'm going to end it here because just I need time. I need a lot more time. But yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. All my social media is that political black girl. Um, I have another podcast talking about the coronavirus. Hopefully more to come. Um, And that's pretty much it. Hope you have a blessed night, day, afternoon, week. So stay healthy. Stay positive. Scream your truth. Seriously, scream it. If, no, if we don't scream it, no one will hear. We all have to scream together. Um, my scream's not loud enough. So scream your truth. Challenge those beliefs. Um, breathe easy. Stay healthy. I'm signing off. That political black girl out.